Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I'm pleased to report that I have recently moved house, so the deal that I mentioned a good few episodes back finally happened. It did naturally take far longer than expected. In fact, it took just over four months from the time that we went sailed agreed to getting the keys. But we were delighted to have the deal set, and I'm also pleased to report that we were able to find a tenant within a week of actually moving out. So our house, our old house is now being tenanted and we're living in a new, much bigger house now and we've settled in relatively well. Before I get on to today's episode, I thought I might share a nice story that happened over the weekend. So as part of moving house, we've been decluttering, which means many trips to the local recycle center here. And I may have mentioned in the past, I've recently been getting up early since I gave up drinking alcohol I found that I get up earlier and earlier and go to bed earlier so I tend to get up early and get on with things and part of that process I was up early to the recycle center taking things out of the car and putting them in and for the very last trip by the stage it got to the early afternoon I took my nine-year-old son and by the time we got to the recycle center there was a bit of traffic there was quite a big queue to actually get in this time and my nine-year-old recently has learned a new word called ironic. And he's been trying to sort of say, was that ironic or is that ironic? And he's sitting in the car and he turns to me and he says, Dad, do you find it ironic that the only time we sit in traffic is when we're either going to the shops to buy things or going to the dump to get rid of things? And I kind of stopped and looked at him and said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, do you get what I mean? Like, does it not seem silly that we're in traffic when we go and buy stuff and then we're in traffic when we go and get rid of stuff? And I thought, wow, you know, he's actually picked something up here, which many adults wouldn't pick up. The fact that he's identified consumerism and actually what happens and he's dead right. You know, the truth is we tend to be in traffic when we're shopping or when we're trying to get rid of stuff. And that really says something a lot about our actual society. Today's episode is me trying to get you guys thinking a little bit about how it's possible to manipulate the tax system. And I say this in a good way, obviously, and in a legal way. And so I should start by that, that everything that I do, as far as I know, is legally allowed. And I have many advisors and tax accountants and financial advisors who advise me on this stuff. But I think it's quite important to get an understanding of why I do this and what's actually possible within Ireland. Because I think, and it's probably the same in many European countries as well, for those listeners outside of Ireland, but... I think there's often a, well, that's a tax rate. There's nothing we can do about it. And when you actually look bigger picture and start to see some of the actual things that are available to be done, you'll quickly realize that there are other options. So I think I've mentioned it on the show before. I am fundamentally opposed to paying 50% tax and I will do whatever I can to not pay that tax. And that includes putting a huge amount of money into a pension that I may or may not be able to touch for many years to come. It includes not working or working less, which as you guys know, I did when I went back to part-time work and then semi-retirement over the last 12 months or so. And the other option is I would spend it. 
right? I would actually spend it within the company on legal expenses to actually prevent myself paying tax or give it to charity, which I've also done in the past as well to reduce that tax bill. So there's so many various options that I would take before I actually would pay 50% tax. So let's go through the numbers a little bit just to explain why and how this is possible. So as you guys know, I am a freelance web developer. I contract through my own company and I typically do around 100,000 euros a year in sales. So effectively what I invoice and consult to clients. Now, naturally I do have some expenses. Accounting fees are fairly high and uh, other natural expenses that I have, uh, including things like depreciation and other things like that. So typically by the time I paid for those expenses, I'm left with around 80,000 euros to pay myself. So I typically pay myself then at the tax cutoff rate, which is around 44,300 euros. I'm left with a balance here of just over 36,000. And the nice thing is that I then have two options with that money. So I could either pay that out as salary, which would give me around an extra 1500 euros per month, or I could put that into my director's pension, which would allow me to contribute 3000 euros a month into that. The hardest part of doing this is actually allowing yourself to not need that extra 1500 euros a month. And that was something which took quite a long time for us to gather, but we were able to do it. And as a result, it's allowed me to actually start putting that 3000 euros a month into the director's pension, which, you know, I have three pension accounts at the minute. I'm looking to move them all over at some point to Davy, which is my most recent one. And that allows me to buy Vanguard funds or ETFs or anything else that you normally would in DeGiro. The fees are slightly higher than DeGiro, but overall it's the same thing. And when you look at the tax saving, it's a little bit of a no brainer. So what does that do in terms of my overall tax performance? And this is where things get quite exciting. Of the 80,000 euros that I pay myself through the director's pension and through my wages, I pay around 7,000 euros in tax on that, which is less than 9%. So my effective tax rate is less than 9%. All right, so just let that sink in for a minute. So I know we had Dave G on the, on the previous episode and he mentioned, look, I don't believe in pensions or I don't utilize pensions. And for me, there is one exception. And the only exception for when you shouldn't be utilizing a pension is if you're not actually paying 50% tax. So if you are in a situation where you're not paying tax at that 50% rate, then fair enough. You don't need to utilize a pension. It doesn't actually make sense to utilize a pension. In that case, you're better to pay the 20% odd tax, take it out and invest it in DeGero directly. But the moment that you are paying that 50% tax rate, you need to be looking to eliminate that as best as you can. Because the truth is, is that that 50% tax rate is going to keep you many, many years from financial independence. In fact, I really struggle to see how you can become financially independent with paying that 50% tax. It's just such a massive hit to the point that 1,500 euros versus 3,000 euros per month, it's a no-brainer. 3,000 euros a month being invested is going to get you there significantly faster than 18,000 euros a year. So what's the takeaway from this episode? Well, I want you guys to try and challenge some of these things. And I've mentioned this before, but the reason that it works for me is because I got a little bit lucky in one sense, but the other sense is that I'm self-employed. So it gave me that freedom to be able to manipulate and set the stuff up as I wanted. And so for many of you, if you aren't consulting yet and you're stuck at a job where much of your income is in that 50 cent bracket and you've already maximized your pension contributions, 
then maybe it's time to think about moving into a consulting gig or something which will allow you to set up a company to actually structure the money a little bit better. Now, it should be noted, and I mentioned it previously, that I do pay fairly significant fees to an accountant, and that can be over 4,000 euros a year in accountancy fees. So, you know, when you look at that, if you lump on the accountancy fees plus the tax savings, then you're talking around 11,000 euros a year. So yeah, still it's still better than anywhere near that 50% tax bracket, um, but it is a factor. So that's obviously something to consider as well. It seems to work pretty well for me, and it's a massive part of our strategy. And I know that there's been recent speculation that the age of the earliest age that you can take your pension might be increasing from 50 to 55. And what's my reaction to that? And really, I couldn't really give two hoots about what the age is because I think there's a good chance I'll get to 50 anyway and not take it. Uh, everything that I do within my pension is largely about having that FU money, you know, knowing that there's this huge fund for me at some point that I could take. And at any point I could pull the plug and say, right, you know what, I'm done working and I'm going to go and just take the money and draw it down and do something else. The last thing I wanted to mention before I wrap up the episode is just in relation to my own portfolio and how that's progressing and give a bit of an update being that it's getting towards the end of the year. So I know a lot of you guys gave me uh, feedback on some earlier episodes this year, just in relation to some of the investing disasters that happened. And it's been quite interesting to see how that's actually panned out. So during the middle of the year, when we, when we realized that we were going to be moving house, I had to quickly adopt the strategy I had previously last November, this time last year, hoped to uh, go back down to semi-retirement, as I was calling it. And I did do that for a good six months or so. And that was, uh, that was really good and really worthwhile. Um, but at the same time, I kind of felt like I was leaving something on the table. So when we decided we were going to move house and suddenly we had this big deal to put together, I quickly went back to working between six and eight hours a day and you know, really starting to actually focus on you know, hitting this fine number a bit sooner than what I had been intending on doing. And as a result, it's actually allowed us to put around four and a half thousand euros a month into the portfolio that on top of a you know, raging share market has resulted in our portfolio hitting 144,000 euros this month. So yeah, that's been quite a jump from 92,000 euros a year ago, especially when you consider that I lost some significant money over 10,000 euros between some peer-to-peer investing scams and trading badly on the market. So just in relation to the trading, I have actually managed to recover a significant amount of that loss. So I think my overall loss now is just under 3,000 euros. So I've actually reduced that by half, which has been great. And again, I took lesson from that and have learned, I guess, the hard way. But at the same time, in the long run, I think I'm going to be okay. Also, just to note that we did draw down some equity from our own home to do the deal. So there was around 25,000 euros uh, from an equity release, which was added to the portfolio as well to help it along. So yeah, overall, it's been it's been really, really good in terms of being able to turn that around so quickly. It was looking fairly dicey there a few months ago. But um, I guess one of these things, you know, there's always the ability to just work harder, work a little bit longer if you have to, to push it out. And as a dear friend of mine says, who has been helping me in recent months to actually get my headspace uh, into all this stuff, he says, Michael, you should never look at what you do as grinding and selling time for money. What you're actually doing is going and working for this capital that you're putting directly into your portfolio. And it certainly is a far easier way to get up in the morning, knowing that you're going to work to put it into the market or get it into the portfolio. And ultimately, it's you know that 
interest that it's made or the dividends that are made from that, which is ultimately going to be the thing that you're going to live off. As always, if you have any questions on this episode or any particular questions in relation to my strategy, feel free to reach out to me at michael at firepodcast.ie. Otherwise, I look forward to catching you likely in the new year on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're a big fan of the show, why not become an Irish Fire Podcast member for free? Members receive access to inside information that isn't shared on the podcast, as well as regular updates such as a monthly newsletter. To become a member, visit www.firepodcast.ie.